0: gets their Bibles out or they get their phones out, whatever you use, doesn't really matter, it's the same thing. If we turn to Joshua chapter 6, we're going to talk about Jericho this morning. All right, Um, so I'm sure we all have read this story before. Um, It's quite a well-known story. Um, And one thing I love about the Bible is every time... I read a certain passage even if I read it over again God just continues to like bring out a new thing in the passage and really highlights that to me and um, I was reading this two Sundays ago actually after church Um, and I really felt like um, for me coming out of one season and moving into a next season also with the timing of the end of the year and next year I really felt like this was um, a word in season for me and I felt like um, this was a word in season for our church as well so um, we'll start off at chapter 6, and we'll just uh, read through uh, it, the story a bit, and then um, let's we'll pull it apart and see what we can get out of it. Um, so now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went in and no one came out. Um, and then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all armed men. Do this for six days. Make seven priests carry trumpets of ram horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day... March around the city seven times and with the uh, priests blowing the trumpets and then make a give a loud shout and then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up and every man straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests to them and said, take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and make seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the people advance, march around the city with the armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to people, the seven priests carried the trumpets before the Lord went forward blowing their trumpets and the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. The armed guard marched and ahead of the priests blew the trumpets and the rear guard followed the Ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the people, do not give a single war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the Ark of the Lord carried around the city circling at once and the people returned to camp and spent the night there. Um, And then Joshua got up the next morning and the priests took up the ark. The seven priests carried the seven trumpets, went forward, marching before him. And they did this for the next six days. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak, marched around the city seven times in the same manner. Except on that, oh, hang on, sorry, I read that back to the front. So, yeah, they marched around the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all of that that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. So, yeah, that's, it's amazing. I love, I love the story of Jericho. I think there's so much in it that can be taken at so many different times. You know, you can look at the faith of Joshua. You can look at the faith of his people following him when he says, you know, just walk around the city quietly. What, like, what kind of thing is that? Um, but this is what I feel like God is wanting to say out of it today. So I think, I think we need to look at this. We need to break it down into certain parts. And out of this, I got four main points. And the first point I, I got was um, to seek the Lord in the middle of your circumstance. Now, a bit of a backstory about this story is that just before this, the, the a, about a year before that, the, they had just come out of the desert and into the promised land. So, you know, uh, through that, that time, um, in chapter 5, they talk about the circumcision of Gilgal and um, uh, about the people of Israel that had lived on manna for many years, eventually finally eating fruit of the land. And it, it was the beginning of a new season for them. They, they had gone from 40 years of walking around the desert and now they're in the promised land. And, and And now they 're not eating of the Lord anymore, they 're eating of the goodness of the land that he's provided for them that, that he he told them was theirs and, and I think it's funny that you know the, the they get into the promised land and and then right in front of them there's this massive city with walls uh, and there 's this massive thing that's stopping them there 's this opposition that comes up because they're they 're in the promise of God and um you know it, it's crazy to think that you know, I, I, if I was Joshua and I, I was in that time, and you know, I'd just eaten of the land, we just cleansed ourselves, we had just celebrated the Passover feast, and then and then we continue going further into the Promised Land, and you see this city with impenetrable walls. I would have been like, you know, God, how, like, why? You know, you you think that in in that kind of in that kind of way because you look at it and you say, look, we just came out of this, and now we're facing against this. But I think I think the thing is here that. Uh, you know that you're doing something right and you know that you're in God's promise for your life when the op- opposition comes up against you. And, and when that opposition comes, you know that you have victory because you have God on your side. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think the seeking the Lord in in, in the place of difficulty is um, really important in this story. And, and, and it says, um, you know, Joshua Joshua, Joshua the Lord. He looked, he looked to God in this situation and, and God showed up to him and God and God gave him a word. And he said to Joshua, I've delivered the city of Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. And that's, that's a thing to get your head around because if I was Joshua and God said this city right here that you have no way to get into and no one's going in and no one's coming out, it's yours. And I've given it to you just like that. But to the, to the human eye. It doesn't really, you're like, okay, God, this is matching up with what you're saying and what's in front of me. But I think it's a testament to Joshua's faith at the fact that, you know, he he got there and, you know, he trusted in God and he trusted in the word of the Lord and and he, he lived by the word of the Lord and, um, you know, the city became his eventually, you know. I think it'd kind of be like us in a new season and and Mark said to the church, okay, Catalyst, there's a $10 million building just outside of Packy and God told me it's ours, but we don't have any money, but, you know, it's ours. God said it's ours. And I think that's kind of the way that I look at it is like uh, I I think Joshua had so much faith at an impossible circumstance in front of us because it's like the same, like I believe that Mark would have that kind of faith, you know, and I think that... (laughs) but I'm just trying to relate it, you know, because I think, <laughs> but I think that's what we're called to live by. And I think that's a faith that it's displayed through Joshua's story that we're called to live by. And it challenges me this story because I want to be a man that has the same kind of faith that Joshua had. When there's something impossible standing in front of me, I want to know that the word of the Lord for this time and for this season is going to get me through. And if I stand in that word of the Lord, then the word's going to get me there, you know? So I think, I think it's it's just crazy uh, the amount of faith that Joshua had. Um, and then I think the the second thing to pull out of this that I really felt um, was, was something that really speaks to me a lot because I'm not really a person of detail. I just kind of, you know, get a word and do it and I don't really think about the implications. And, you know, a lot of the time I don't really – I follow God's word but I don't, like, pay attention to all the full detail, which I'm probably sure which is something I'm journeying in. But Joshua – takes a word of the Lord, and then he delivers the word of the Lord exactly how the Lord said it to his people. You know? So it, it says, you know, for See, I have delivered Jericho into hands. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Make the priests carry their trumpets and the horns in front of the ark. And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. And only then may you shout. And I think Joshua understood what God wanted him to do in that situation and he applied that straight directly to his life in detail into what the Lord was saying. And um, I think for us as a church and for us um, individually going into this next year, I think it'd be it, it's really important to have a word from God for a season. And it's really important to have a word of God Um, for a year, like, you know, long-term, short-term, a day, what you're going to do in the next year. But it's really important not just to get the Word from God, but then to also follow the Word of the Lord in detail. And I think that's a really important thing that um, we can always do better. We can always follow God better. We can always learn to understand Him better. We can always learn to hear Him better. And, um, yeah, that's that's really cool, I think, that's displayed in the story. And the thing that – one thing that I'd really like to just illustrate here is the fact that the the people just followed, and and the people, the people relied on Joshua um, hearing the voice of the Lord. And I think that for us uh, as individuals, when we when we hear the voice of the Lord, it, it's good to just follow, and it's good to be like Joshua's men were, where you follow the voice of the Lord. You know, you you may think that. Okay, did I really hear God's voice and is that God or is that my head thinking? But if you know in your heart that you've heard the word of the Lord speak, it's good to follow the word of the Lord. And it's good to um yeah, really stand strong in that word for that season. I, I love this quote. I-, I was trying to like find something that could really um relate to like what this passage was saying and it and it, it does and it really spoke to me and it said, um, surrender to what is, let go of what was, and have faith in what will be. And I think if you're Joshua and you're the people of Israel and you and you look at what is and you see the wall in front of you and you're like, okay, God, how on earth am I going to get over that? You, you you surrender and you give it to the Lord and say, Lord, I've got nothing here, but I trust in you and I trust in your word. and And you surrender to what was with the fact that, you know, we were in the desert for 40 years and now we're in the promised land and there's still opposition coming up against us. And, and you don't live by the fact that, you know, 40 years in the desert, but, you know, you stand in the promise of God that this is your promised land. And the word of the Lord says, I, gave you, I give you this city along with its kings. I've delivered them into your hands. And then also have faith in what will be, to have faith in the Lord and to stand strong in that word that God delivers to you. You know that, That's the most important thing, to keep traveling along with the Lord in your relationship but to stand strong in his word for your life, to stand strong in his word for your season, to stand strong in his word for your year or your day or whatever it may be. It's constantly, it's really, really good. One thing that YWM has taught me over my DTS was to get a word of the Lord for every day, to just, to, to, to just chase the word of the Lord because you live your life by the word of the Lord. And you, you don't live your life by your own decisions. You live your life by what God tells you to do. And you you live your life living in God's presence that way. You just continue to seek his presence and you continue to seek his will for your life because he has the best plan for you. Uh, you know, like you, you can you can do things out of your own strength, but I'd rather do things in the Lord's strength, you know. Like, um, and I think also in this time, I, I, I love the faithfulness. As I said just before, the faithfulness of Joshua's, like the people that Joshua was leading. I think, you know, it's great to have people in our lives that we look up to. And it's great to have people around us that our, our role models and our leaders. And it's really important that, you know, when, when, people that we trust and people that we respect if that if they get words for us of you know of words of confirmation if they get words of you know uh, of a new season for us but if if they impart into your lives something that God's imparted onto them I, I believe with all my heart that it is you, it is our job to follow that word and it is our job to respect that word and it is our job to continue to dwell on that word and and that's what the people did like I I don't know about you guys but if I was told by someone to walk around a city with impenetrable walls for six days straight, walking once around the city with only trumpets sounding and not allowed to talk at all for that time, I would be like, what are you talking about? Like, that is crazy. That is not how we're going to win. We need to like, you know, do a battle plan. We need to get like rocks and throw rocks at the wall or whatever they do, you know, like get the cannons out or whatever they had back in the day, get the swords out, whatever. But, but, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like that is a ridiculous thing. That is a ridiculous suggestion but they but they respected Joshua they respected their leader so so what do you do when someone that you respect in your life tells you to do something someone with more knowledge greater wisdom than you you trust them and you respect them and, and look it they did it uh, I, I bet it would have been hard and by day five, they're probably like, oh, we've got to do this again. Up at dawn, walk around the city once, let's not make a sound, let's not talk. But I don't think they just would have just walked around the city. I reckon they would have come home and they would have started praying and praising God for the deliverance of that city. They would have come home and be like, Lord, okay, I'm not exactly sure why I have to do this, why I have to walk in, there in the city every damn day. But they would come home and they'd be like, "Lord, you're, we're in your hands, and you know, you you guide us. We're following your word. We're following our leader, who you gave the word to, and we trust in you. We trust in you, Lord, and, and we believe that you're going to deliver us in this season, and you're going to open up that door for us." Um, and and it's just their faithfulness, you know. Like, and, and another quote that I really felt like this is a quote that I've tried to live my life a lot by. Um, it's by Martin Luther King, and it says, "Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase." And that, that's just perfectly illustrated in the story here. They're, they're taking the first step. They're, they're, walking around that, they're, they're walking around that city. And, you know, they're, they're, they don't know the whole story. They don't know how God is going to deliver it. They could walk around the city for seven days and then God could give them another plan that they have to follow. Or they could walk around the city for seven days and on the fifth day God could drop the walls. But t- take the first step. So in this new season, in this new season, um, I really felt like um, for me and for, for each of us individually that uh, as we're coming into the new year and this is the last this is the last Sunday for the year, this is the last church service, you know, there's four days left in 2015, which is absolutely crazy if you think about it. It feels like yesterday. It was just January. But still at the same time, you know, this year has been this year. This year has been good. It's had its ups, its downs. It, it, it's been, uh, you know, trials and tribulations. Uh, but you're still sitting here right on here each and every one of you are here and, you know, you've got the joy of the Lord. (laughs) What better? (laughs) You know, you've got God on your side and, you know, you're here. That's the thing. It doesn't matter what this year's become and what's happened in this year. But taking that step into the next year and refining that fresh word of the Lord is something that I really feel is important for this church. And we'll spend a bit of time at the end doing that. But for each and every one of us, I think, you know, it's good to close off an old season and, and then refresh and head into a next season with a fresh word from the Lord. And, and it's good because you know we're we're not in the new year yet, but to get a word of the Lord before the new year starts is taking that first step of faith, and then activating that, and then and then eventually as a year goes on, next year twenty sixteen, you'll start to see that staircase, and you'll start to see where the Lord is leading you in your lives, you know. And, and I think, um, yeah, I think I can't really remember what I was going to say. I was going to say something really good then, and then. <laughs> I had a point just to nail that p- thought, but um, oh, what was I going to say? All right, all right, here we go. Um, and then I was going to say, along those lines, it's it, and along with the word of the Lord. I think it's good to pray as well and to intercede for you your next year. And, and I love the fact that Sunday this year falls four days before the new year, New Year starts, and then the New Year starts, and then it's a day, and then you're back in church again. And I really think in this next week, if I could challenge you guys as a church and challenge myself, um, you know, like whatever you're doing, if you're going away, if you're relaxing, if you're spending New Year's with family, just to pray and not only get a word from God but to pray into that word and to devour that word and, you know, pull a plan up and get, an, get a bit of action happening for January because January is a slow month. We all know that. People get back into work and you're like, oh, here goes another year, just the boring same old, same old. But I, I don't think God calls us to live like that. I, I don't believe God calls us to live Doing the same boring stuff that you know we do every day, like I think there 's a new like the, there 's a new day in God every day, and yesterday wasn 't the same as today and won 't be the same as tomorrow because god God comes afresh every day, and if you ask the Lord for a fresh road every day, then you know that that 's where you get that 's where you get that replenishment that 's where you get the replenishment of your spirit um, so yeah, if I could just challenge you guys um, over this next couple of weeks, or over this next week, sorry, just to continue to pray into the word that God gives you for next year. The thing that God puts on your heart for this next season, not to just walk out in faith in it, but also to pray before you walk out, you know, because as Dan said, in Bangladesh, before we went to the mosque and before we went to the Hindu temple and, you know, we went into that situation, we prayed and we interceded for like an hour and a half. And, you know, we put on the spiritual armor, oh God, and we got words for that time and we got words for the people that we would meet. And we felt like, the, the key to anything is prayer because, you know, like Jesus in the Bible, it, it says, like, you know, he he would pray for every minute of ministry. He'd do an hour of prayer behind it. And, and I think we have to live our lives by that because if Jesus calls us to live like he did and he give, gave us a great commission, then we're called to pray for an hour of every ministry time we do. So for two hours of church today, I should have prayed 200 hours during the week, which is more than the whole oh, – it's pretty much the whole week I was spending prayer. Obviously, I didn't. I probably should have, but – a 200 hours of prayer, that's, uh, that's not that it's an unrealistic thing, but we should always be in contact with the Father and we should always be talking with God. It doesn't matter what we're doing. If we're driving the kids to school or if we're you know, driving to work or we're working, it doesn't matter. We should always be in contact with the Father because he's always talking to us and he always wants to be with us. You know, and that's, out of this, they carried, they carried the ark around with them. You know, because that was God, that was God with him at that time. There wasn't an infill of the Holy Spirit, but look at us, we don't need an ark in here, we've got God inside of us. We We are the ark of the covenant. We carry God's covenant inside of us. So I think the fact that we already have God, we don't need to carry God because God's in us and God's around us. God's right next to me here and he's right next to me there and he's inside of me now, but just to constantly be talking with God and constantly be praying with God because it's out of that that he continues to speak into your life and speak words into your life. And it's out of that that he continues to build you up and take you where he wants you to go. You may not know the end end of it. You may not see the whole staircase. You may not even see the next step. But God calls us to take that step out of the boat or take that step onto the staircase. And he calls us to live a life like Jesus did. And he calls us to live a life full of faith and a life full of joy, and a life full of praise. Which brings me to my last point, praise. I I think, I I don't think there's anything in this world that makes me feel more in touch with the Father than when I'm praising Him. When when, when we're in the middle of worship and we're just arms lifted to heaven and we're just in absolute adoration of the Father's love for us, and absolute adoration of how great He is, just praising His name, praising His glorious name, I think that's what they did they walked around the city every day okay they didn't use words they used instruments they praised the lord while they were walking around the city and as i said they probably I, I don't think they would have gone home after walking around the city once would have been maybe like a five mile five kilometer trip that's not a whole day i think they would have gone home and they would have praised god for how good he is they would have praised him for bringing him out of the desert into the promised land and they would have praised him that they're in the promised land and this situation is only a wall god breaks down walls you know, God, God moves the mountains. God raised his son from the dead. God raises people from the dead. I think that's greater than bringing down a wall, the resurrection of life. And, you know, praise God because we're here today. Praise God that, you know, I've at the start of the year, I wasn't walking with the Lord, but, you know, praise God I did a DTS and I'm in church now. Praise God that we're here, you know, like God is good. God is so good. He is good all the time. Thank you, Darren. He is very good. And, you know, uh, that's the thing. That's the thing that I think gets lost a lot of the time. When when you, when you feel like you're in the promised land and you feel like you're calling, you, you, you're you walking and you're calling and you're walking what God called you to do. And you, you, you're walking along and, it, and it's all rosy and it's all red and it's all sweet. And then something comes up in front of you. You're like, oh, damn, what do I do now? And then we forget about the God that brought us out of Egypt. We forgot about the God that fed us manna every day for 40 years. Forgot about the God that delivered us into the promised land where the people are nine foot tall, you know. like <laughs> Praise God because I'm in a situation and now I have a testimony. Praise God that this wall in front of me is a testimony. Praise God that this wall in front of me, it's only temporary because God's got greater things. So he's going to call me up and over the wall and then I'm going to elev- elevate to that next step, you know. Because I-, I don't think God calls us to walk into a wall and then to walk around that wall for 10 years. He doesn't. He doesn't, because if the Lord's word is fresh every day, then He should be giving you new ways to overcome whatever you're facing. He will be giving new ways every, each and every day, each and every hour. He will be telling you things that are going to equip you in that time of walking around the wall. You know, they they walked around the wall for six days, and I think it, it was a test of their faith. And I think God likes to have fun with us, because He's a fun God. You know, he, He's not a boring God. He's not just a God that says, "Okay, do this, and I'll get you there." Like that's boring. That's you know, that's just that's just um, what's the word for it? That's just like, that's like a ritual. Like, you know, you just do it. But it's not like a relationship. It's not the fun. So I think God was testing them in that time, you know, because he could have just brought down the wall like that. He He could have said to Joshua, I've delivered this city into your hands. Turn around and look, Jericho's fallen. And all the people are dead inside because he's, he, he's all-powerful and almighty, but I think he wants us, his kids. It's like a dad empowering their kids, you know. It's like what Mark's done today with me and Daniel. Mark has given us the opportunity to share what's on our heart. And, you know, he's, he's, Mark could have come up here and he could have done worship and he could have shared a testimony of our outreach if we told him. And, he, you know, he could have done everything. He could have done everything. But he could have, though. That's the thing. Like, but it's all about, it's the same way that God does it with us. Like, God could do everything for us. God could give an audible word right now and preach to everyone if he wanted to. But he wants to ask his children to be empowered in the same way that like his power works. We, we have that power inside of us. And I think that's what, that's what he did with the Israelites and with Joshua. He gave them a word. He gave them an answer to their problem. And he said, here, my son, do it. I've given this to you, but you've got to take it. You can't, you can't just live off the fact that I'm giving it to you. So that, the faith that they had with walking around the city, it would have tested their faith every day. and But I think they would have still kept praising the Lord because the Lord has said, and they've got a word of the Lord that says, see, I've delivered Jericho into your hands. And they lived off that word. And they praised God for that word because they knew in that time and in that season that God had already delivered them. God God gave them a promise and all they had to do was act on that promise. and that's, And just out of that, I want to just also quickly look at Rahab, the fact that when they first was spying on the city. They sent spies and Rahab took them in and she looked after them. And just as God keeps true to, out to the promises that he holds to us, we should keep true to the promises that we hold to him and to other people. Because, you know, it, it's all red and rosy when you're living in the promised land and you're saying, yeah, I'll do this and yeah, I'll do that God and yeah, I'm going to go pray for this person. And, yeah, I'm going to do that. But a lot of the time we just say that and we don't do it. We talk the talk but we don't walk the walk. And I think the one thing, my favourite thing about this is the fact that Joshua not only talks a talk but he walks a walk as well because Rahab stays safe and then she becomes, uh, she joins in with the Israelites and they they take her in. And I think that's what God, that's, that makes us like God and that does what Jesus did. The fact that, you know, God promises us so much and if we make promises to other people in that time, it, it's, it's, it's our duty to hold on to that promise. And it's our duty in that promise to keep on going forth in it and keep on moving through it. I kind of came into today thinking, you know, I prepared this message, and even now I've only preached half of it, and I really feel like God just wants to do something today. Um, and I really feel like I came in with an expectation today that has everyone seen the movie Horton Hears a Who? It's a great children's movie. If you have kids, you've probably seen it. It's, it's about this big fat. Ele- it's a Dr. Seuss book. It's about this big fat elephant, and um, this elephant find like hear something because he's got massive ears is like you know and he finds like a little i can't remember what it's called it's like a little flower and there's like a little speck on this flower and he hears like a noise and then like he's able to talk to these people who are in whoville and you know like no one else believes him everyone else calls him crazy everyone else just denies the fact that there are people on that flower and, and he goes about in the movie he goes about trying to keep them safe trying to save them you know and and all this time he's under ridicule um by so many other people, and I really felt like today that you know, in the end of the movie, when when they're trying to make that loud noise and like everyone in the town is singing because they want to destroy the flower or whatever, and Horton told them, and Horton's trapped by, by the bad guy or whatever, and then you know, all of a sudden, this sound just breaks through, and then they can be heard from that flower, and I really felt like today that through this and through our praise and our faithfulness to the Lord that we were going to be like the people of Whoville and there was going to be like this sound that just resonates through the heavens and resonates through the sky and through the clouds and the atmosphere and it's just going to reach heaven. And I really, I just saw this vision of um, just us worshipping and just singing to the Lord, just singing, you know, like he, he, you're good, Father, like whatever song it is, whatever song is inside of your heart. But I really just felt like today is the day, before, like the last Sunday of the year, just to praise God for the year, praise God for the season we've been in praise God for the season we're going into yeah there's going to be trials and tribulations and obstacles and whatever but if we stand in faith on the word of the Lord and through our praise and through our faithfulness to him he's going to get us through there and I really just saw us individually just all just ministering to the Lord and just praising the Lord for his goodness and for his love and his mercy and all that and I just saw I just saw through that praise as it was lifted up it just made like a, a massive hole in the atmosphere and in, in in the heavenly realm and then out of that just god's blessing just poured out and god and it was like a two-way thing you know because when that sound comes and horton starts making noise and he starts talking to them or whatever and everyone believes them and all that kind of jazz but i really just felt like god wanted just to do like a two-way kind of switch today you offer up yourself and God's going to bring down himself and just refresh you anew before you go into this new year whether that be a fresh word that you get today or whether that be you know just a blessing from God just a spiritual renewal inside of you because you know the years get hard and times get tough and you know the years go on and you get tired and you get older like I'm more tired at the end of this year than I've been at any other year of my life and I'm only 18 which isn't good (laughs) you know but like God is good at the same time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know I'm young, but still I, I, It's been a long year But anyway, I just <laughs> I, Yeah, I just really felt that You know, at the end of this time If we could just all spend some time You know, whether it's sitting down, whether it's kneeling Whether it's lying down on the ground, whether it's standing up with your arms in the air just And spend some time just with the Lord Really just spend some time And just offer your praise up to God However you want to do it Speaking in tongues, praying, praising, singing Doesn't matter if you can't, like whatever, it just doesn't matter. But I really felt like God wanted, God always wants our praise. Like he always wants our praise. But this morning, especially, I felt like our praise was just, it wasn't just about praising him. There was there was something different this morning that, um, yeah, I, I think it, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, so if we all just want to do whatever you want to do, but I'm just going to quickly pray. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see where God takes us. Father, we love you so much. We love you so much, God. You're so worthy of all our praise. We just want to thank you, Lord, for what you've done this year. In us, through us, around us, in our families, Lord God. Everything that's been achieved, everything that's been said, every action that we've made, the good and the bad, Lord. We just want to worship you, Father. and We just want to draw closer to you. As this year comes to a close, we just want to know you afresh again, Lord. We want to experience you afresh again. We want to experience your love again.